I'm a huge fan of geek culture-related shirts and clothing, so for me, BustedTees.com is a no-brainer. They have pop culture reference shirts, hats, stickers, socks, and more. And they're really cool. Like, seriously, cool. And here's the best part. You can go and grab your Star Wars or Harry Potter or video game Star Trek-themed gear, and we can get you a discount. It's actually a pretty beefy discount, if I do say so. At checkout, just enter my name, Jason, and the number 25945 in the spot where it tells you to enter a code. It's pretty obvious. You'll see it. That's Jason25945, all like one word. You'll get cool apparel, catch a nice break on the price, and you'll be helping out the show, too. So it's a win-win-win. There's a link on our website, www.themixtapepod.com, or you can just head straight over to bustedtees.com. Discount code JASON25945. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. It'll ticky, 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 ticky down of a gun. Bing, bing, bang, a bong, bong, bing, bang, uh, a ticky, ticky thought of a gun. Bing, bip, bip, ba, bop, bip, bim, boom, bam, <laughs> ticky, ticky through the day. If you got a doubt, baby, the memory's on the bed. Why, 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 darling, uh, I don't know. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You do, you do. Who makes a mixtape? We who needs a mixtape? Oh, hey, 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 hey. So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your feet. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape And now the music finishes Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches Hey, hey, hey What's happening? This is the mixtape <laughs> And I much. am Jason Emmett What a way to start the show Shut up, I'm Jason Emmett <laughs> I'm Casey Masterpiece <laughs> Pimp Daddy Spank Dog And I'm Twisted Kid Matt I didn't know I was going to throw everybody off If I went hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Oh, God uh, tonight we bring to your ears another mixtape episode, and this one might get a little hardcore, kids. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yes. Uh, you see, tonight we, patrons of rock, will deliver unto your ears the songs we would put on a 90s metal mixtape. As always, though, uh, we need you to help compile the full list, so you might as well head over to our website, which is www.themixtapepod.com because over there you can find out all the stuff we're about to tell you anyway. It'd just be easier if you did that. But if you don't want to, you can find us on Twitter. We are uh, mix underscore tape underscore pod on Twitter. That's actually a great place to go and give us what, you know, songs you would like to put on stuff because we get a lot of people that do it over there as you're going to hear. We also have an Instagram, which we are the mixtape podcast with some underscores in between those words. We're also on Facebook. We're Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast, and we are on TikTok. You can just look up the Mixtape Podcast over on TikTok. Now, at the beginning of the show, you heard word from our sponsor, BustedTees.com. 
we're not going to, you know, we won't, we'll just mention it a couple times every, uh, what, five minutes or so. We're going to let you know about bustedtees.com. Go over there, check it out. Cool ass geeky apparel, you know, geek inspired apparel. It's great stuff. If you're over there and you decide to buy something at checkout, you want to use my name, Jason, along with the number 25945. That's Jason29545. At checkout, you're going to get a discount and you're going to help out the show. We would greatly appreciate all of that. I'm going to get through that fast because I want to talk about music tonight because we're going to be talking about some freaking awesome music tonight. Well, before we go on with that, I do have one bit of news I want to pass on to everybody. Oh, yeah? I am back on this episode, and I am (laughs) plague-free. 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 I have survived another round of the COVID. He's free of the plague now. He just keeps getting it. He keeps getting it over and over again. He getting it. He getting it. (laughs) He getting it. COVID. (laughs) Yup, the nastiness. He getting that COVID up in him. Yeah. What the hell was that? I don't know. Yeah, like a boss hog rebic. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was like Roscoe P. Coltrane for a second. He's like, you get get the COVID. <laughs> oh God, he's plague free. Well, he's yeah. he's COVID plague free. I'm sure he has some other shit. Yeah. It's spanky. You know? <laughs> Scabies. I got to ask you guys. I, I have two questions. Yeah. I have a question that's not related to this episode. Then I have the question that I have to ask you guys. To see what you guys say. Have we ever met Weird Al? <laughs> no, none of us have, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Uh, did, so I, I posted up on our uh, fan page um, who I thought each of us would be if we were a Muppet. And I got to know what your guys' thoughts were. So uh, I, of course, was Kermit uh, because, duh. I mean, straight guy, right? That's me. Then I I totally what, what thought about the rest of us, dude. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> wherever the cards may fall is all I'm saying. Yeah. If it's late, we've been drinking. You know what happens happens, Matt. Uh, Sometimes there's a cuddle puddle. I, I don't know. I thought that's the what the fuck is uh, a cuddle puddle? Puddle puddle. <laughs> I mean, you, no. you steered me off. Oh, I don't. Shit. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Matt. <laughs> um. In my opinion, uh, Kevin is 100% Fozzie Bear because he just tells Fozzie Bear-style jokes all the time. <laughs> waka waka! I, totally. If one of us is going to yell waka waka, it's, it's Kevin. It would be Kevin. Um, yeah. I decided, uh, Matt, who did I say you were? You said I was Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not wrong. Kind of got that attitude. You even got kind of, kind of a similar voice. I can see you doing Rizzo the Rat. Uh, he's not been on the show in a while, but Noah is totally Scooter to me. He's just he's Scooter. Um, I said that Spanky was Doctor Teeth because <laughs> like and, obviously, and uh, I think Matt determined that he was also had certain characteristics of every member of the band. Actually, yeah. <laughs> So what we determined is you are, in fact, the Electric Mayhem band all wrapped into one. And uh, the obvious choice... I I can't argue with that. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, that might be the most fitting out of everyone in this group is you as the Electric Mayhem (laughs) band. Of course, the obvious thing would be to tell Stewie he was Miss Piggy because he's a diva. But the truth is, (laughs) I said he he was both or either or... 
uh, Wal- <laughs> Waldorf and, <laughs> and um, what's it, Statler? He's he's either he's either yeah. of them. He's a grumpy asshole man. He's the whole balcony. <laughs> so I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, do you agree? Yeah. Disagree? You think you guys would have fit better somewhere else? We we haven't really talked about yeah, it. I think, nah, I I, I kind of I agree with that. The old, I mean, you selection. first said Doctor oh. Teeth, and I was like, eh, "What about animals?" Yeah. You're like, no, you're the whole group. The whole oh, band. and yep. all of us have a little bit of Gonzo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Gonzo sort of spread out amongst us all. So anyway, uh, so the question that's going to be related to tonight's show, I got to ask you guys, um, as the fellow patrons of this show, one of you. One of you threw me off. One of you delivered a song to me that was hard as fuck for me to find anything about. That probably would have been me. <laughs> so who do you guys think it was? I want everybody's opinion on who you think it was. Probably Spanky. Well, guess, I'm going to guess Spanky. It's fucking Matt. Fucking Matt. Really? Fuck really? you, Matt. <laughs> we'll get there. Matt threw I, a yeah, song. I was like, I don't know what song I, you're talking I'm really about. Interested <laughs> to see which way. Matt to me, they're all on my Spotify. Somebody. Yeah, no, Spanky. For you, I, I mean, I found information on all your songs. I mean, some were a little out there, but the, you know, but nope, Matt, you threw a song at me that there's very little info. I mean, there is info, but not a lot. It was kind of hard to get to, and that's why we're going to start okay. tonight with Matt. We're going to start with Matt, but not that song. We're going to start with this song. Before we go any further, I'm going to say it's a good thing I'm not fucking driving after this episode or people on the road would not be fucking happy with the shit I would deliver to them because this this episode is going to get you pumped as fuck. This is Cowboys from Hell by Pantera, which is funny because Matt and I were discussing the other day uh, different songs and he wanted to try to guess what was on Spanky's list. Um, he got a few bands right, but he actually thought this song might be on Spanky's list. I, 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 I wager to guess that since it didn't make Spanky's list, that's why it had to make Matt's list. So this is Cowboys from Hell, first appearing on the band's 1989 demo album. But it's fair, we can use it in the 90s because uh, it actually wasn't released until 1990. The actual song itself on the uh, album they ended up doing under a major label. The band's compilation album was where it ended up being. Uh, vocalist Phil, how do you say his name? Anselmo. Thank you, guys. Recalled on an episode of The Metal Show that during a 1989 house party at Fort Worth, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, guitarist Dimebag Daryl arrived late and ran towards, say his name again, please, Anselmo. Phil Anselmo. And said he had a new riff to show him. The two of them then went into Abbott's car, where he played the intro to that dude again, who said afterward, thank you, who said afterward to Abbott, yes, this must be an anthem. This song ranked number 25 on VH1's 40 Greatest Metal Songs. World Guitar considers Cowboy from Hell to be the best Pantera song, writing Dimebag Daryl's delicious solo boldly announced that a new guitar hero was in town and loaded for bear. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, what the fuck are you going to say about this song? Oh, it gets you pumped. One of the greatest guitar players of all time. And this rest is a, in peace. Yep. It's a great May he rest in peace for sure. It's a great fucking hey man, song. Hey, man, Benny. I mean, it's, this song is... It gets you. It gets you pumped. I mean, it's a great. If you if you just want to do a set list that gets you ready to fight somebody, most of the songs tonight <laughs> you could just fucking put on yeah. there. And I, again, I'm going to say that I. Well, no, no. Kevin, I can think ha- of at least five Pantera songs that would get you ready to fight somebody. Kevin mm-hmm. probably has the song on here that could bring you down the most, and we'll get to that. But <laughs> I bet Kevin knows what song it is. Br- wait, bring you down in like a depressing way, or uh, just bring you down not, to the level ready? To it's fight not going to get you pumped. It's up. not an upper. Yeah, it's no, not no. an upper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay. Matt, okay. it is the next fucking song on your list. The one that was really difficult for me to find a whole lot about. Okay. So I'm going to play it and then I'm going to give you what info I have. And then Matt, you're going to have to talk about this one a little bit because I was going to say full disclosure. I don't know what, <laughs> what order you put everything in. No, so, you never yeah. do. I just, I'm all willy nilly yeah. with shit. Uh, here's, here's your song, Matt. All right, this is somebody. Refused. Somebody in Sweden pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> this say. is new noise. This is, this is refused. New noise. 1998 Swedish hardcore quartet refused. Released. New noise. Don't look for more from them as they pretty much broke up right away after uh, all of that. Sort of, kind they of. They actually reunited. But let's talk recently. about that because yeah. they broke up and they said, and we quote, "We will never play together again, and yep. we will never try to celebrate <laughs> what was." The statement read, its title was empathetic. Refused are fucking dead. There is a yep. uh, reformed version of the group now, however. So. Yeah. But I don't think it's the same, all the same members, I think. I think it's most, most of the same members. That's yeah, it. I'd, I'd have to look into that. That's all yeah. I got on this song, man. I got nothing else. Really? No. Wow. I looked. So wow. why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, about this song? Uh, first of all, do you, other guys, do you two know this song? No, uh, no. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> as much of a metalhead as I am, I, I don't. Yeah, I've never heard it. I'm going to venture to say so, that Spanky is probably the biggest metalhead of the group, followed by probably Matt. Um, yeah. And I, I, this sounds like something Spanky would know. Yeah, but yeah, I never heard it. This song, first off, the entire album is great. It's off of an album called "The Shape of Punk to Come," and they're right with the song title. They are right. This album came out in 1998, I think you said, and mm. kind of laid the groundwork for what a lot of modern metal bands sound like now. Sure. And like a lot of modern punk bands as well. Almost the kind of like the, the, the precursor to new metal, would you say? A little bit more more in the lines of like, like uh, he said, hardcore hardcore bands and... Yeah, I um, think they call they refer to themselves a lot of screamo type stuff. Yeah, I think of, they recall, you know, if I read influence from this. The only other note I read is I think they said they refer to themselves as hardcore, not not what was it hardcore yeah. punk, is what they yeah. call themselves. So, yeah, and um, if you listen to the full song, you can you can hear like a lot of 
kind of like Screaming. techno industrial influences into it in the song. Of, a lot of yelling. Kind of has a little like electronic breakdown in the middle. And anger. Yeah, a lot Angst. of anger. Um, <laughs> hey, Matt, why don't you uh, send me the the name and artist well, on that song and I'll gladly check do that. They have a, another song off the album called Liberation Frequency that almost made this list, but that one, it starts off kind of like jazz feeling a little bit and then it just goes insane and then back to the jazz and then insane again and well I'll that's another it. one you shouldn't be listening to it while you drive i'll give it to you man you you managed to put the only band on the list tonight that i do not know i do not know this band at all yeah they're they're Got highly me, influential yeah. in like you know a lot of modern metal bands. oh i didn't i didn't have a I, did, I had no problem finding the song yeah I, oh yeah, I it's, know. It's, problem. That's probably their biggest song. To be I honest, just had that one. I had trouble. Usually, I can find a lot of notes about the song, and I, yeah. I couldn't find anything very substantial about the song itself. And apparently, it's because like right afterwards, right after the album, yeah, they, they were just they like, split. nope. No and more. they talk. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of them talking about why they split up and about the band, but nothing about the song. So yeah. it's kind of tough. So let's go right into. Matt's. Luckily, they reunited. They, well, some so of good. them, even uh, though they'll never by the fucking way, the, play together the again. The video of that reunion show is freaking nuts. They, I, it, like the crowd went crazy. Yeah, I actually, I actually saw a clip of it yeah. on YouTube. So, yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was pretty great. When I was looking them up late last night because you didn't give me your fucking list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kept like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'll get, I'll get it to you when you're home. I'll get it to you when home. And then I came home last night and I was like. Fuck well, you, Jason. Connie vacuumed the living room. I should probably help out, and I vacuumed the stairs down to the basement. And uh, right. they look fantastic. I won't and yell at I was you like, for oh, helping. Oh crap! I got to send the list. So I won't yell at you for helping. I mean, because you know I love Connie. Hey, I got a question yeah. for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. So I talked you with me. I talked. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> this is a tangent. <laughs> I talked to you on the phone a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hang up pretty quick when we say goodbye. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm about to ask you, don't you? What am I saying at the end of the Are phone? Are you saying call? love you bye every time you hang up with me? Yes. <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> Dude, I was walking in Aldi's yesterday and went, love you bye, and hung I up. Like, I, did, I was like, did he just say love you bye? I was like, oh, I hope time. he did. Every time. <laughs> I thought you did. I was like, I wonder if he meant to say it or if he slipped up and oh, said no, it. But it's, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. like, it's Matt. He meant love to you, man. say it. Love you, man. great. Kevin, love you too. Spaggy, love you. Yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> Reluctantly accepting. Ke- Kevin doesn't like yeah, to Kevin say I love you. He's, he's told, like, oh, he's told me twice. He was he was drunk one of those times. Um, so <laughs> the rest of us will say it. You know, hey, Spanky, love you, man. Love you, brother. See, we're good. Kevin, I love yeah. you too, man. Even if you won't say it back. So I like you too. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I guess you love you too, Kevin. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Funny how the metal episode brings out the love and all of this. <laughs> of course right now. it does. There's nothing more metal. metal brings everybody together. It does. There's Hell nothing yeah. more metal than loving loving your friends, man. It's the way it is. Yeah. Let's go into your uh, your second song here. You ready for this one? Okay. Third. I want to say that this might be my favorite album title of all the songs that are all the music tonight. This is <laughs> Deftones, My Own Summer. This is from 1997, their second album, Round the Fur. <laughs> Around the Wait, Fur. Round, 
Uh, I thought you said brown the fur. <laughs> <laughs> That's around <laughs> the fur. Uh, I don't know why I just like that. It just strikes me as funny. Uh, it was uh, Deftones' first charting single, reaching number 29 in the UK singles chart in 2012. Uh, isn't that weird? It was released in 97, but it reached Wait, 29 in the UK. It took until 2012? The UK singles chart, anyway. Loudwire ranked the song number seven on their list of the 10 greatest Deftones songs. And in 2020, Kerrang! ranked the song. We're going to talk about Kerrang! a lot tonight. If you guys don't know what Kerrang! is, it's a Kerrang! It's yeah. a magazine. It's a metal magazine. Uh, Kerrang! So I was about to say metal. they are a villain of the Ninja Turtles. That, that's okay. Kerrang! <laughs> this is Kerrang! <laughs> oh, Kerrang! Kerrang! Like <laughs> 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 we both tried to do our Kerrang! impressions and they both sucked. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Unprepared for uh, it. Kerrang! Ranked the, ranked the song number one on their list of the 20 greatest Deftone songs. Uh, the album was certified gold by the RIAA in June of 1999 and was eventually certified platinum in 2011. Matt? Yeah. What uh, What uh, made you pick this song? Well, um, that was Deftones was one of the bands that I kind of, you know, came across. Um, strangely enough, when I was going to, like, church youth group a lot and, you know, people were, like, sneaking, you know, secular music in. Like, dude, you gotta hear this. And it was like, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and then Infinite Sadness. That's what they were bringing. Chili Peppers. Matt That's was what they bringing, were bringing in NSYNC. And he's yeah, like, you guys no, gotta hear I, this. Actually, I was at the time, at, not gonna lie, at the time it was all like DC Talk and Newsboys and Audio Drama. I, I know like all of those bands. Christian well. bands and all that. Yep. Yeah. So I was bringing that. And one of, the, one of the guys that I went to church with brought in Deftones Around the Fur and put it in during a lock in. And we just, sat there and it had just come out and we're just sitting there listening to it. And I'm like, I have never heard anything like this before. This is, this is crazy. And then like, you know, the part comes up where he starts screaming, shove it. And we had to like, turn it way down just so that we wouldn't get in trouble <laughs> playing that. This but, is, yeah, we were, this story is proof that all those right. fucking evangelists were right. If you let the Satan music in, look at the path that takes you down. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you start listening to Slayer and Cannibal Corpse and everything. Isn't it? All it starts with audio adrenaline and DC talk and I want to suddenly say, listen though, to Slayer. You said that, and, and you hear two guys in the background echoing that we both, like, all of me and Spank Dog both are the same, but, like, yeah, DC talk, audio adrenaline, newsboys, mm-hmm. listen to all that shit, too. Yeah. At one point in time, and I do you think? It's hey, because, what would people think if you were if they knew you were a Jesus freak? Oh, uh, hmm? well, <laughs> we all got to start somewhere, right? Take me to your leader, man. Take me to your News leader, boys. man. That was a fun song, I'm not gonna lie. So uh, the question comes though, like, do you think it was just because like we were all kind of raised with a in the church like background, and that's just that's what we had. That was the closest to, to rock music we had. You know? Pretty much. I mean, I, I think um, growing up for me, I it mean, was it like, was. To Petra. be honest, like metal going, metal rock back then was Petra, and then yeah, and then Petra. when Striper came out, Petra you're like, oh Striper my god, to hell with the like devil. The yeah, but like uh, until Striper came out, it was Petra. And do you remember when to hell with the devil came out? We're like, oh my god, yeah. this is like the most. Oh yeah, it was crazy. There there was a song that almost made it onto this list for me that was fully in the Christian metal realm that blew all of those out of the water and sounds more like refused and honestly i believe if i remember right this band actually opened for slayer on one of their tours really 
but it's a band called Living Sacrifice. And Never was, the song was called Reject. That almost made it on this list. And yes. uh, yeah, surprisingly heavy song. Their drummer, I believe, is actually the guitar player from Evanescence. One of the really? founding members of Evanescence. Yeah. And, uh, and they sound nothing like Evanescence. That's, yeah. that's pretty interesting. But yeah, Deftones, like that, when that album came out specifically, the album before that, Adrenaline, was another just fantastic album. When Shove It came out, or My Own Summer as it's more commonly known, when that came out, it was just, just blew my mind because of what, a, what else I was listening to at the time. It sounded nothing like it. I just, that's this whole story of Matt sitting in a church lockdown listening to fucking death. Oh yeah, I was like sitting on sleeping bags with like bags of chips around us and a little boom box with a CD player in it. Now, yeah. this next Listening song to Death on Matt's <laughs> list, not only do I love, no, but I love, as I think we all probably do, uh, I, I would venture to say everybody knows the song, and uh, it, listening to this brought back so many memories of high school. All right, everybody do your best James Hetfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> this took a weird to turn, but all right. <laughs> Sad but true. Uh, released in February 1993 as the fifth. Now, this is important. Listen to this. Released in February of 1993. As the fifth and final single from a fucking album that was released in 1991. How fucked up is that? That fucking two years later, they're still releasing singles off the fucking yeah. Black album. The album was actually about called... Considering they later, were on tour for about three singles. years after the album come out. Right? Yeah. Well, we all know this is the Black album. It's actually just officially technically called Metallica. It doesn't have a name, but it's the Black album, right? Uh, yeah. Four consecutive yep. the album can't get any more black. Four None more black. It debuted at number one in the ten. In ten Only if you get Public Enemy on there. Ooh, <laughs> Public Enemy Metallica. It's, it's like they missed something back there. That's yeah. pretty black. <laughs> I mean, technically, <laughs> their, their their album cover wasn't all black because you there's still the had snake. Like that, that white yeah. shadow of the letters and the snake. Yeah. You want an all black album? You go to Spinal Tap. This there is Spinal go. Tap. Album. There you go. And then um, turn it up to eleven. The album itself debuted debuted at number one in 10 countries and spent four consecutive weeks at the top of the Billboard 200, making it Metallica's first album to top the album charts. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the Black Album is one of the best-selling albums worldwide of all time because, you know, of the... It was one of those albums that they always said, oh, it's a sellout album, and Lars come out and said, damn right, we sold out, we sell out every arena we play. So my whole problem with the the sellout term, terminology, is, well, yeah, like, I don't understand what what are bands trying to do. Like, to me, the term is thrown around. I would argue that they sold out way later, but not here. Like at this point, well, uh, it, 
I wouldn't call them. A lot them. of critics were saying that, that Ride the Lightning back in the 80s, a lot of them said the same thing. It was a sellout album. And that's when Lars first made that comment, yeah, we sell out. We sell out every arena we play. Then the Black Album comes out in 91, and you get the same thing, only because it's more of a mainstream album than it is just for the the hardcore metal fans, like all their albums have been in the past. Well, see, what, what irritates me about that, Spanky, is like one of my favorite things is introducing people to bands that they may not have ever heard. Right. And like just that's something you want to happen is you want the band to get more popular. Yes. Like so more people hear them, but you, or ha- at least they should, but you have, you got an asshole sitting here going <laughs> po- fucking poser name three bands. Cause you're wearing the fucking shirt. Like, that's right. fuck yeah. But you have, no. you have a group of fucking, I love these bands. And I could barely name three song titles cause they got like 15 words in them. But what you're talking right. about is I agree with you, but you're, there's this whole group of people that want to believe like this is mine and I don't want anybody. Yeah. And if you if you fucking like it, it doesn't if you didn't weren't there from day one, you're a poser. It's like, no, that's not yeah. fair. You, they, people get introduced to stuff at different different points right. throughout their life. Yeah. And, certain, and if the, certain things I didn't break dis- with a band. At I didn't times. discover Metallica until high school. Yeah, and I didn't either. The album I discovered was uh, "Injustice for All" when they released the video for the song "One." That oh, was dude. my first exposure. Great to video too. That's fair. I and, Johnny, get your gun. And after that, it was just like it, that was going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. You know, yeah. you hear this song. What's next? What else can I find by them? And I, I tell you what, um, I I knew who they were. Uh, but it was the Black Album that got me listening to them. And then I went back and listened to, like, Ride the Lightning and, and all that. Like, I didn't – I wasn't listening to that until this. So just because this is the album that introduced me to them doesn't mean that – I don't know. People said the same thing about Green Day when they did Dookie. They called them sellouts. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? They're the same band as they were. It's just suddenly they're making money and they're yeah. a sellout. That doesn't make yep. any sense. Yeah, they're just they're they're more available to a wider audience than they have been before. And I've, I'm notorious for picking on Metallica later down the road and saying, no, they sold out later. Um, but really, they just got older. I mean, honestly, yeah. they just got older. I think that – I think James Hetfield lost his edge. It just – he – a lot of a lot of guys in metal don't lose their edge, like they kind of even though they get kind of rich and famous. But he kind of he definitely mellowed in my opinion. But that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, well, it's because he quit like, drinking too. He's, he's I, quite a I bit could older. never see Kerry King like crocheting or something, <laughs> unless he's like crocheting pentagrams. I I fucking totally. Uh, he'll, be cro- he'll be crocheting with fucking pitchforks. I kind of hope yeah. that's happening. <laughs> oh, I really do too. Like, Slayer's just enjoying their retirement. Kerry King is just. Knitting, you know, beanies for each other because you know they're all. <laughs> yeah, balding. no, Carrie's not enjoying retirement. He wants to get back oh, out yeah. on the road. Yeah, he definitely does. Oh, yeah, rocking back and forth on a rocking chair, oh, that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> how about we play Matt's last song? All right, I, I might fuck this one up. I hope I don't. Uh, Matt, you had given me a few to, to choose from um, okay. with your honorable mentions. You actually gave me a song, and I thought about adding it, but you had one in your honorable mention that. I kind of, I just, it, I had to put it on here in place. So, okay. Also, guys, thanks for all the fucked up videos this week. I really want to tell you how much I appreciate that.
Thank you, Matt. Oh, yeah. So Matt <laughs> gave me other songs to choose from, but uh, Ratamahata is a fucking song that I first... So I got to tell the story. So it's Sepultura, um, 1996 yeah. album, Roots. I got to tell the story of the conversation Matt and I were having in the car the other day that made yeah. me have to put this on. The fact that uh, he brings up, I bet Spanky has Sepultura on his list. And he's like, I wonder if it's Ratamahata. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not. He doesn't have Ratamahata on there. And Matt goes, we bring up another song that I'm going to wait that is on Spanky's list. Or I did it make it on Spanky's list. I can't remember. But Matt goes, fucking I had this album back in the day. It was kick-ass. It was the first X Games. I'm like, oh, my God, I had yeah. it fucking too. <laughs> and it's like the best album ever. So I'm going to tell people, go find the very first X Games album. Uh, this yeah, song like is 1997. Yeah, this song is on there and a bunch of others, including another song that's on the list tonight. So Matt, you would also given, featuring Possum Kingdom by the Toadies, which who Toadies Possum Kingdom weeks ago. is on there. Yes, yeah. you are correct, sir. It's a great album, regardless. Probably should check it out. But this is Sepultura. This is Ratamahata, probably one of the first Sepultura songs I had ever heard. Um, it was the third and final single from the 1996 album Roots. Dude, what made you? What made you, I know this became this was technically your honorable mention, but I threw it in place of one of your other songs. What made you add this song to your list besides the fact that it's fucking awesome? I mean, it just there's something like just super. I mean, I hate to say like primal and tribal about it. I mean, just yeah, like gets you just pumped as hell. You don't know unless you speak Portuguese. You don't know what the hell they're saying <laughs> well, I have most a clue of the time. What they're fucking saying. But it's just like ninety like percent of the song. Yeah. Is just drugs. Like which song, Spanky? Alicia. Oh yeah. I it, mean, it, it's it's Portuguese. I think it's Portuguese. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those you can't cannot Brazilian, understand the so words to it. <laughs> they gotta have. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Portuguese. Kevin, do you know this song? No, I do not. Okay, I'm gonna Would highly like recommend to? Kevin, to and there's a reason I'm gonna recommend this to you, Kevin. Kevin, All I'm right. going to recommend that you go check out the music video for Adam Ahada, Um because of a song okay, that yeah. is on your yeah, list yeah. <laughs> that I'm kind of hinting to the guys what's on your list because they know this video. Um, but I think you'll love it. Plus, the song is fucking fun as hell. It's just a fun-ass song. Um, yeah. So, Matt, if you want to, I'll, I'll quickly let you give. We're going to do a little different. Uh, you want to mention a couple. The song that I took off your list, if you remember what it was, and... Um, stuck this in place this was your one of your honorable mentions do you remember what song you actually had on your list in its place uh i do not actually well fuck you do you remember any of your honorable mentions <laughs> <laughs> hang on i'm trying to pull up the email i sent to you i don't remember because i didn't give a shit i just put this song in its place because i was like oh yeah. fuck now we're going for adam had because we talked about it <laughs> yeah uh, while you're pulling that up we will move on to uh the next person on the list no oh, here we go i got it well, he has uh, it now, so we're not going to move you on. You said it, you said it was on my. It was on the on my which list, one on the actual list. Oh, the one that's not on there was uh, Descent by Fear Factory. There you go, Fear Factory Descent. Yeah. So yeah. I took that off because I wanted Sepultura, and so I, I didn't pick it for my own list. So I just stole it from yours. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Descent by Fear Factory, great song. Um, back in my guitar playing days, it was one of the songs I learned. How to play by Fear Factory, and it was just a really fun rhythmic song that you could just learn fairly easily and play along, and it was great. Fair enough. I highly recommend it. 
I'm going to go into my list next. And here's what's funny. Mine's probably the tamest (laughs) of everybody's on there tonight. Even Kevin. Really? Yeah. I I, I would expect Kevin's to be more tame. Yeah, Yeah, no. Kevin's not the metal fan. Uh, Kevin will trick you. Kevin will fool you. Don't let let Kevin get away with that shit. (laughs) I'm especially when I'm drinking Kevin's list now. I'm not saying that mine. I mean, mine's just probably the most tame out of everybody. It, and definitely, again, a little more mainstream, I think, overall uh, than than some of your guys's. But uh, we're gonna start with mine. Uh, here's the first song on my list. I mean, we were going to have Metallica on here, so I had to some, uh, you know, I had to balance it out with some Megadeth because Cryptic Writings is, uh, I'm going to say it in my humble opinion, the best Megadeth album ever. Now I know there's people that are going to hate me for saying that, and they're going to throw out, you know, Rust in Peace and shit like that, but not for me, <laughs> not for me. For me, it's Cryptic Writings. I fucking love Cryptic Writings. Um, it's the seventh studio album by uh, Megadeth, released in June of 1997 through Capitol Records. Um, and this was the first track off the album. Now, it's not the most famous track off, off the album, but this one was also on the Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack, which could fall into that, <laughs> how we've talked a dozen times about shitty movies with great soundtracks. There's one of them is the Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack. This album debuted at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 200 and was certified platinum in 1998 by the RIAA for shipping 1 million copies in the United States. The first 500,000 copies of Cryptic Writing in the U.S. were actually released with, with the silver background album cover. Then everything after that was the changed cover. Uh, I almost went with the song that everybody probably knows better off Cryptic Writing, which is Trust. Uh, which, in my opinion, is another badass song of this album, but Almost Honest, this song just gets me going every fucking time, so had to go with Almost Honest. I think you went with the better choice on that. Trust is is more famous overall, Um, but everybody knows Trust, but for me, I just fucking love Almost Honest. So, yeah, probably the... I'm going to say this is the tamest song on my list, though. Um, But, you know... You gotta, you, you gotta give Dave Mustaine a little love, as things were. Oh, I got made fun of on a show back in the day for so these. A buddy of ours says I say his name weird. Dave Mustaine. What am I saying wrong? Isn't that Nothing. that's yeah, his, his name, his right? Dave Mustaine. Yeah. Which episode yeah. was this? Back in obscure eighties. Obscure eighties. Yeah, it was obscure eighties days. Yeah. Hmm. So I think Here. I remember that episode. Mustaine. <laughs> So I always pick on it. So here is my next song. Uh, for me, System of a Down kind of had to be on this list. Uh, this is from their self-titled debut album, 1999. This is Spiders. This was the first System of a Down song I ever heard. Um, I don't like, I don't know, do you consider them speed metal? What do you consider System of a Down? They kind of fall in a weird no. genre. 
Um, uh, yeah, they kind of are. Uh, they're like the, I would say Armenian maybe, thrash. I, I almost want to combine alternative new metal. Yeah. Well, they. Bit, I mean, they because the, they they were right there in that gray area between yes. alternative and the new metal movement. But then they have so that kind of hard to. They have that kind of speed metal sound sometimes. As, uh, right, they have that thrashiness, yeah. but they also have that mellowness. They, like and, but they definitely mellow it down a lot. Yes, yeah. and stuff like yeah. Now, uh, 100%. Spanky, let me let me ask your opinion on this. Do you see them kind of along the same lines of like Faith No More and Mr. Bungle, like all the stuff that Mike Patton does? Like I, I see them heavily influenced. I by can see them influenced by it. Yeah, but they. Maybe a little bit. Definitely yeah. change yeah. that sound up a lot. They System yes, of a Down yeah. is a creature un, unto themselves. They just really yeah. are. He, they got an got entire song about just Surge has got pizza one of the vocal ranges. It's just out of this world. It is incredible. Yeah, you cannot. Nobody can match. I agree. His levels and his harmonies, like the harmonies. That, that's just it. They do things in this in in their songs that like other bands don't do. Not this style. They're kind of operatic and yes, these things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was reading online. They said that this song can be described as haunting, ominous, dark, frightening, and depressing with its dark melody and echoing vocal vocal overdubs, like the like the band's like the band does. Uh, Big fan of the band, and this is one of their the first tracks. Like I said, that I ever heard from them, Uh, and this just led me right down. You know, fucking BYOB and. And uh, uh, fucking uh, chop suey, like it didn't. Whatever they, yeah. whatever I was hearing from them, I, like I actually, I don't remember. And I've tried to look it up. I swear to God, this song I first heard on a video game, Spiders, but I don't remember what video game it was. Um, I'll look that up. But in the meantime, have you heard their cover of Metro by Berlin? No, but I bet it's great. It's on the Not Another Teen Movie soundtrack. It is fantastic. I'll I will be checking it out later. Yeah. So I, spiders was on a video game. I could have swore it was. I could have swore it was, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, but I love this song, so, you know. Now, uh, the next two songs on my list are just songs that have always kind of amped me up, get me going. I fucking love it. The next song. Rock Band 4. Rock Band 4? Yep. That and might. it's on the Scream 3 soundtrack. Yeah, I knew it was on the Scream 3 soundtrack, but... It must have been oh, rock produced band. by Rick Rubin. Of course, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Why am we I talked. Not we talked a lot about Rick Rubin on the last episode and how he has yep. his hands and everything. We tried to get him on the show. I would love to speak to Rick Rubin. I know it's one of those things that probably won't happen, but uh, and yeah, would probably yeah, be endlessly love fascinating. To pick his brain for a while. Oh my God! Can you imagine just the shit that he probably the stories alone that he could probably tell yeah. would be amazing. So. Um, the next song on my list, this one amps me every fucking time. I actually could have went with any fucking song off this album and highly considered going with a couple others, but then decided to go with the most famous. On this show, when we talk about albums we can listen to from beginning to end, Fat of the Land was most definitely one of those albums for me. I own the CD, and I would listen to it endlessly. It was so fucking good. Uh, Pro- the Prodigy, Fat of the Land, 1996. Uh, this is the second single from their album. This was their third album. The song features a drum break from the song jo- Johnny the Fox Meets Jimmy the Weed of the group Thin Lizzy. 
Um, the whiplashing sword sound that, whoosh, you know, is sampled from the song The Mystery of Chess Boxing by Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang. Yep. Larry Flick from Billboard stated that the song, with its jittery faux funk beat, caustic synths, and snar- uh, snarfling vocals get stronger with sure. repeated spins. Snarfling the Garthok with that song. I could have, I could have picked so many songs uh, off, off uh, smack, smack my bitch up, uh, Firestarter. Like I could have picked just about any song off this album, but there's a reason why Breathe had to make my list. So back in the day, we used to go out clubbing, and it was very common. And we'd go, you know, the kind of poppy clubs. You know, they'd play the pop music. And, but every night they would do like a, a little bit where they would play, you know, some hardcore stuff. Most clubs did. And Breathe would come mm. on. And we used to drink this drink called Killer Kool-Aid. And we would get pretty blitzed off Killer Kool-Aid. And I'm all of 21 years old at this point. And pretty drunk one night, Breathe comes on. And me and my buddies run out. And uh, we're fucking headbanging. And uh, just jumping all over and having a good time. And, of course, all the, all the you know, all the uh, little preppy kids are staring at us like, what the fuck is happening? Uh and everything was great un- until the next day. You see, I gave myself whiplash to the song Breathe, and I had to go to the doctor, and I had to take these really big pills and drink lots and lots of water, and that is a true fucking story. I gave myself whiplash, headbanging to breathe. So, had to wow. make had to make my fucking list, man. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. <laughs> great, great song, great album. Had to put it on there. Had to have a, had to have a little prodigy on my list. Um, don't know what you guys think of Prodigy, but if you don't like them, fuck you. Got another uh, rest in peace on that one. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. It. that one. Was sad. Uh, one of the Prodigy. Prodigy guys died. Yeah, the singer. Yeah, yeah the oh, singer. oh damn. Yeah. yeah, what dude Who? with the funky hair? Last year or the year before? Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was, it was a couple years ago. It was yeah. a couple years ago. It was not it that long year ago. Before last. Uh, but yes, Prodigy is uh, fucking. I love the band, and so it kind of had to be on there. But yeah, he he passed away. I want to say like two years ago. Um, unfortunately, you know, we were talking about it earlier because this is like the second person. Keith Flint. This is like the second person we've talked about tonight, uh, right? That, that was it. Was it the first episode or this episode where we were talking about people dying of of heroin? It's a it's a really sad thing. Uh, it's a, I want to say it was last episode we were talking about. Yeah, somebody died from heroin. It's just kids don't do it, is what we're saying. Heroin, yeah. heroin. Yeah. Heroin's a dangerous drug. Smack is whack. <laughs> Thank okay. you, KC Masterpiece. <laughs> the more you know. Listen, what a, man. What a hard if you're gonna thing. if yeah. you're gonna do drugs, steer clear of heroin. It's a bad one. Really, it is. Does some, you know. Yeah, stick with the happy plant, not the uh, depressing plant. There you go. That's what we're saying. That's our that's our uh, yeah. public service announcement to you. I yeah, have get some hugs, not drugs. <laughs> doing not drugs. That was a real research. That was a real thing. Research. You want to know the real reason? Yeah, is hugs, that not, not, drugs, is that yeah. not how he passed away? Is that it wasn't heroin? Yeah, it was. It was uh, suicide by hanging. Oh, that's really sad then. Yeah, that's yeah. really sad. Was it at least an erotic? Uh, you know, no, auto erotic. That was no, that was uh, the dude from no, NXS. This was intentional from depression. Yeah, that oh, was damn. that was the dude yeah. from NXS, right? That's how he died, auto erotica. Yeah. That was the way he yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. And they think David Carradine too, which, damn, he was like, yeah. his, he was getting up there in age too. So it's like, you go, David. I guess. Yeah. 
Um, Want to go out with a bang? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes it even more depressing, and that bums me out even more. You know, uh, accidental overdose is one thing, but it's I we to kind of get on. We're not going to go on a tangent about it, but somebody today brought up you know they were they were talking about uh, comedians and voiceover actors, and they said you know it's, that's why it was so sad about Rob Williams, and they were bringing up you know how. I guess he'd always been kind of depressed and i was like yeah actually you hear that a lot of comedians talk about that 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 a lot of them go through depression but it's a really sad thing and i'm just going to say one little quick public service announcement out, out there especially if you're famous and listening to the show first of all call us because we think you're awesome but second uh yeah. it must be a sad feeling to think nobody gives a shit trust me somebody gives a shit somebody yeah. does so it's very important to understand that somebody actually cares about you and if not, call us because we'll fucking talk to you all day. In fact, if you're thinking about number is five one three four three seven T Red. No, that was T Red seventy seven four three seven two three seven seven. No, yeah. but seriously, if you're if you're feeling sad like nobody gives a shit, give us a call. We'll put you on the fucking show. We probably yeah, we probably we'll like you more. I mean, yeah, yeah. One of us will talk to you. I mean, especially for famous. <laughs> we'll talk to you even if you're not. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know. yeah, we'll talk to you if you're not, but it'll be really cool if you're famous. Just say it. We'll make you famous. Famous and sad? Call 513 He Red. Call He Red. <laughs> See? And you thought that number wasn't good, Matt, but I knew. <laughs> That's the only time it's been good. Uh, I have one more on my list, and then we're going to get into the real fun shit. So, uh, is it as depressing as the last one? No, this song's pretty badass. Wait, okay, my last song was depressing. No, it was it was prodigy. It. <laughs> this song is badass. Everybody likes this song, especially Spanky. Can't unhear it now. No, I can't. Right. Fuck you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Dude, Matt kept doing it during the song. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, he's right. It sounds just like, well. How about the fact that I sent that video along of uh, <laughs> Vince Neil and he's singing "Kickstart Your Heart" and it kept showing Bruce Lee going, what? The? <laughs> no, that's all I can fucking see when he's on stage. Dude, that is fucking great. Um, since you made us all do our impressions earlier of James Hetfield, <laughs> I think everybody should do their Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. 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 You already heard mine. We heard yours about a dozen times. Uh, this, is, this is more human than human by White Zombie, uh, Astro Creep 2000 from 1995. Released as the first official single from the album. The title and lyrics reference something I always knew they referenced. And I I never understood. Like, I know people knew, but, like, I would talk to people. I'd be like, you know what this is about, right? And they're like, no, what's it about? I'm like, this is, this is fucking Blade Runner. It's actually not about Blade Runner. Uh, it's actually about Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, or Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick, hmm. which is the book that Blade Runner is based off of. Uh, and I used to ask people all the time, you know, that's what, because the line more human than human is straight out of it, uh, right out of the fucking movie, right? More human than human, man. You know, uh, Astro Creep, Demolition, I mean, all of it straight out of there. And I used to ask people, nobody seemed to know that. And I'm like, how the fuck do you not know this is like Blade Runner uh, reference, Blade Runner reference. But 
Yeah, I remember when this song hit the radio. Um, you have, every time you say yeah, you just have to. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. To I remember when this song yeah, hit the radio, this. and uh, I was like, "Holy shit, is that a girl having an orgasm? What the fuck is happening <laughs> at the beginning of this?" Song? <laughs> and then they cut it way down. Yes, they did. Finally realized that that was happening. That was yeah. Uh, and then I just went out and bought the damn album because why not? Uh, because it's because great. he wanted to hear more of the woman and uh, more of the album. It's a great album. Uh, White Zombie is one of those bands that um, kind of that uh, kind of helped that it was coming about with that whole industrial thing. So kind of industrial metal and White Zombie and later Rob Zombie, who's it's, you know, pretty much White Zombie just without the same group. But they came out and kind of uh, mainstreamed a lot of this shit in a way that was just great. And uh, I love their music. So had to make my list. Yeah. I know Spank Dog is a big fan. So you've seen them, right, Spanky? Yeah, I've seen them. Twice with White Zombie and once on his own, which is pretty uh, cool. Saw him on two consecutive tours, and then I saw him on the uh, Hellbilly Deluxe tour. Do you see? Did you see White Zombie or Rob Zombie with Power Man? Five thousand. No, no, he was not with Power Man. Okay, I thought you went to see them yeah. together once. That's, but. A, that's his. That's his. Uh, his little brother. That's his little spider. Yeah, I thought you saw them together once, though. Maybe that. No, I. Uh, uh, First time I saw him, it was uh, White Zombie, Prong, and Godflesh. Second time, it was White Zombie and the Ramones. On really? The farewell Ooh, tour. That, that would have been fun. Cool. And then the last time I saw him, it was Corn and Rob Zombie and Videodrome. Nice. I would have loved that to see the Ramones with White Zombie. That would have been fun as hell. Yeah, that was yeah. that was an amazing show, man. That was it was awesome. Hey, Spanky, have you heard, uh, it's either Rob Zombie or White Zombie doing Blitzkrieg Bop? No, but that would be great. Uh, it's on a Ramones tribute album. I had a Ramones, tri- wait, was Probably it on? Rob Zombie version. I think, I think it's I called Rocket to Ramones Okay, that's something. not the one I had. I had, I think it was, yeah. uh, We're a Happy Family. That's what it's called, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Manson does the KKK, Took My Baby Away. Um, he butchers it, you mean? <laughs> yeah, but that's the album. That's the uh, maybe I, yeah. then I, I own that album, so I must have heard. It. I'm like, no, but it's great. Oh yeah, yeah, the fucking album. Stephen King wrote the yeah. liner notes of the album. He's a fucking huge Ramones fan, so he the liner notes yeah. in there were de- the dedication. Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. Yeah, Pet Cemetery. Yep. Uh, I say we go into Spanky's list next. Yeah, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start with this song right here. I don't know what is happening in your guys' house, but I promise you my head is moving right now. Oh, I was uh, <laughs> lightly singing along and almost smacked my yeah, head on my microphone a few times. It's really, <laughs> that would have been funny. We're like... <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine if that was on MTTV, the new upcoming YouTube channel. Uh, shameless State plug. Podcast. Uh, nice plug. Uh, he's nice right, plug. though. Before we talk about the live. song, we are working on a YouTube channel. It'll be up soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you'll have to see our faces occasionally, but yeah. uh, there'll be our interviews. Well, you don't have to if you want to, I don't know, maybe. Not everything. Just some, there'll be some clips. So. <laughs> you could put it behind a paywall. But this is Slipknot, man. This yeah. is uh, Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. I, 
I, in full honesty, I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. I know uh, I have a couple of friends, obviously, that are big Slipknot fans, but me personally it didn't really scream to me. But I'm not gonna lie, that song had my head bopping a little bit. This was released yeah, as the band's yeah, debut. It, it does you can't help but you, just feel what? the blood pumping when this song <sighs> plays. So when it comes to certain types of metal, um, like you know, death metal, and um, I don't know, just I, I love the music. I love the, the, the music. I'm not so much in the vocals. I don't really like the screaming stuff, if that makes sense. But I, the music always gets me because mm-hmm. it's hard not to get into it. I love uh, Double Kicks. I, I love that shit. It just, how do you not? I mean, it gets your heart racing. It's so cool. So, you know. I got some great instrumental metal bands I can send you. I would probably like that, actually. So yeah. Polyphia, Vitalism, just fantastic. So this is... Uh, no lyrics whatsoever. Yeah, send that my way, because I'll probably get into yeah. that. So there's right. their 1999 self-titled album. Uh, album? Album. 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 It peaked at the number 34 on the American Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock Charts in February 2000. It remains one of the band's signature songs. Uh, Joey Jordanson recalled in an interview with Kerrang! I wrote... <laughs> Damn it, now I can hear his crang. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> I wrote Technodrome. I wrote the music for Wait and Bleed on my own. I showed it to the guys at rehearsal, and then Corey wrote some lyrics really fast in our practice space. He took us to a new level immediately. The song's about that switch in your head that can go at any moment, noted Corey Taylor. You go from being a civilized human being to someone who can commit terrible acts. I've always been fascinated by the fact that we represent ourselves as civilized when, at any moment, we can become animals. The song earned Slipknot their first Grammy nomination. So, And it was also Slipknot's first song, first single that was produced so, by Rick Rubin. <laughs> I don't think that's it probably is. It I don't, probably is. I, this time, I don't think it's accurate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm pretty sure Rick Rubin was involved. If that's the case, that would be awesome. It really would yeah. be awesome. It would. I, I think it. I Rick, think it really was. Unless Rick flew to Iowa to record it, I don't know. Did, would you put it past him? That's <laughs> yeah, true. Probably not. Uh, Spank Dog, what made you choose this song? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just. It, like I said, it's one of those songs that just it, it, it gets your blood pumping. It was something I, something new to me at the time when it come mm. out, especially the, uh, with with Joey Jordanson's drumming style. I mean, he was very uh, influential throughout the end of the '90s and the early 2000s on up to today with his drumming style. Yeah. There was no other. Yep drummer out there like him i mean there's rest in peace. there's still yep, yeah you got another rest in peace yeah. here they're still pretty uh pretty influential band even today like you said and, they're and still Corey's yeah. vocal styles he he can go from that from that screaming style that just will doing ballads man ears to that melodic sound yeah that you hear in songs like snuff yeah and they're one of those very influential bands. Yeah. And that's I, I will agree with that. You can't argue with where they've come from and where they are at yeah. in the business today. I always say there's bands that I like and bands that I don't, but there's a difference between liking a band and respecting a band. And while they may not be a band that I get into, 
I can still watch so funny. You just reminded me of Zoolander. <laughs> but big I, fan of the police or the Sting. Big fan of Sting. Not a big fan of his music, but I respect what he's doing. <laughs> no, but but seriously, <laughs> I I you know there are there are bands out there that I may not like. I may not like them. Like it may not be my style, but I don't agree with people when they're like this fucking sucks. It's like no, you just don't yeah. like it, and that's fair. But you still need right. to respect the band and what they do and what they've accomplished. And Slipknot's one of those bands that it is. It would be hard to argue that they're not an important yeah. and they, band. And, there's, and, and Corey Taylor actually came from another band that wasn't a heavy style like that. He, yeah. he came from the band Stone Sour, where he was playing with a couple of the guys that were in Slipknot, and said they said, "Hey, you know, you want to try out for this new thing that we're tr- we're trying to do." And he went in there and he tried out and he mm-hmm. fit perfect. Mm-hmm. And how did that work I mean, out? At first, they was like, "Well, I don't know about this <laughs> yeah. guy." And then he started to sing, and it was just like that was the piece they needed. Yeah. That's what brought the chaos was his voice. Yeah, big mistake. How'd that work out for him? <laughs> trying out, yeah. for the band. <laughs> seemed well, to work out really well. Stone Sour up until fairly recently, though. So seemed to yeah, work out. Uh, he well. still he dealt, still does the Stones. Stone Sour stuff every now and then, but I mean, he also does his solo projects as well. Yeah. CMFT. But, I do want to say yeah. this. I do a lot of uh, uh, my day job. I do a lot of the uh, research and looking stuff up and, and writing show notes and stuff on my lunch breaks and, and stuff. Spanky, they may be checking yeah. my keystrokes after looking up all the shit you gave me this week, though. Yeah, <laughs> which, by the way, real quick, it was not, it was not Rick Rubin. It was another guy with RR in his name. It's Ross Robinson. Okay. That was who did it. That well, was who produced the album. We'll, give, we'll give you that then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bring that up, Spanky, because of the name of this next fucking song. And this isn't <laughs> the only one. Uh, but here's the next song. And uh, Matt, you were asking about Sepultura. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just the fucking guitar and that was so good. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Dead Embryonic, <laughs> Cells Dead Embryonic Cells from 1991, Sepultura. Second single as well as the second of three to be released from the album Arise. Arise is the fourth studio album and was an experimental phase for the band. Uh, the album was uh, The album presented their first incursions with industrial music, hardcore punk, and Latin percussion. So, uh, yeah, I got to look up dead embryonic cells on my work computer. So that's in my <laughs> Google history, uh, along with yeah, the next song. So I didn't click images. Songs to look up too. <laughs> <laughs> along with the this, next this, song, we'll this talk about been in a, a minute. Lot longer. <laughs> I bet he could have. <laughs> and we'll get to the next song in a minute. But before we do, um, you know, we talked about Sepultura. What what made you choose uh, dead embryonic cells, Spank Dog? Again, first song I heard by Sepultura, and it just, from the first time I heard it, I was hooked. Those uh, I was back in my, my, my skater phase, kind of phasing out, and and that, that song come in, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> I love this shit. There are those, you, you keep saying that, but there's those songs where it's like the second you hear them, there's, you don't know what it is, but it just grabs you. 
and you're like, I must yeah, know it, more. It's one of those yeah. you know that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life, and this is one of those songs. That's the you cool know? fucking thing. It's about almost music. like you kind of see colors while you're listening to it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard songs like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if that's the same reaction. No, I've, I've seen got, colors but... too while listening songs, but it wasn't just from the music. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. We don't see color on this show, Kevin. <laughs> Not unless yeah, we don't endorse drug use. We don't see color. We hear it. <laughs> we don't endorse. I mean, some of you do <laughs> endorse drug use. Well, it depends on depends on the drug. There you go. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I also I got to look up hugs, not drugs. Guys. I also got to look. I'll, right. I'll give you a hug next time I see you, Matt. I also got to look up this next song for Spanky. Uh, I got to Google this too. So again, this is in my uh, Google history. <laughs> this so, could have been dangerous. So in my Google history, yeah. we have was it Cannibal Corpse by any chance? No, it wasn't no, Cannibal they Corpse. Didn't make my list. They did not. Oh, because they got a song called "I Come Blood." And yeah, I, sure I, I would not have here. Googled that at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would have waited on that one. Like, I'll wait till I get home on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so this was, uh, so I went from uh, dead embryonic cells right to this. Yeah, I got. I went from yeah. dead embryonic cells to fucking hostile. I don't know what they think of me <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> Is that uh, the song says, that starts you... with "fart stinks like a motherfucker" and then they just go into the song? <laughs> I don't know. Spanky, Is it Spanky starts with like "fart stinks like a motherfucker." One, two, three, four. Yeah, <laughs> he's counting it out. <laughs> fart stinks like a motherfucker. I want out that fart. <laughs> yeah. So this is yeah. uh, Pantera. You were asking if he had Pantera on his list. Uh, yeah. I will say Matt. I don't know why I didn't think of fucking Hostile. Matt did a pretty good job of guessing the bands you would have on, on yeah. your list. He didn't, not the songs. He didn't necessarily nail the songs, but he did nail the bands, um, which, you know, was pretty cool. I mean, uh, Spanky, Spanky's personality is pretty right out in front. I mean, Spanky is who Spanky is, man. And honestly, your choices, I keep asking you why you pick, but I'm not that shocked. I mean... <laughs> He's over there laughing. But are, are you, are you going to ask this one? Or you're, I mean, you're, I'm waiting. Yeah, your music kind of makes you who you are. But yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us what made you, uh, what made Spanky pick a song called Fucking Hostile? I mean, the title says it all. <laughs> Fucking Hostile. I mean, this was one of those songs True. when when somebody pissed me off <laughs> and I was on my way to a fight, that was the song. It's fair. <laughs> that was yeah. that was always playing in my head while I was beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah, mine was mine was uh, no doubt. I'm just a girl, but yeah, I got I got you. It's yeah. A, it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Side note, side note. I I got to bring this shit up, Connie. I know you're gonna love the story. So, Connie and I went to some like shitty dive bar, not too far from our house, years and years and years ago. And they're, you know, they got the jukebox playing, people playing pool, everybody's having a great time. And then all of a sudden, Nora Jones, don't know why, <laughs> comes on, right? And I'm just like, oh, this is fun. And then you start hearing pool cues just being smacked around on the pool table. And then a dude just gets thrown over the fucking pool table. So now every time I hear, don't know why I didn't call, you just see a dude 
flying <laughs> over a fucking pool table in the back in the back of my mind right now. Isn't so. it great? How that is, that is a real thing that occurred. Isn't Connie it, and I were talking about it the other isn't day. Isn't it great how so. a song can cement a moment in your mind? Yeah. yeah. I will never hear it's that song cool. a different way. It's, it's like that scene in Dirty Work. Street fighting man. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. <laughs> hey, Matt, I'm pretty sure. I, I think you might have even guessed this band for Spanky as well. I think I, you did. We're gonna. I, I, we'll find out in a second. But I think you perhaps. guessed this as well. Spanky, I, I, I think I know you fairly well without really knowing too much about what you actually listen to. Well, obviously you do. Might not be a good. You just thing. exude, like, hmm. I bet he really listens to like Mashuga. Do you listen to some Mashuga? Uh, I do not. You should. You'd love them. <laughs> well, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I was wrong when I won. But you but should he, check him out. But he Pretty does great. listen to this. Oh yeah. Milking my nightmares, using my name, just over my cortex, and you know I'm insane. I squeezed out in homicide, I'm drowning in love. I encompass a mortal position above. Monster Magnet. What a great fucking name for a band, by the way. Monster Magnet. This is Space Lord from 1998 from the album Power Trip. Uh, yeah, it, this song kind of brought Monster Magnet some mainstream success with its uh, music video that was directed by Joseph Kahn. Uh, the song peaked at number three on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Song Chart and number 29 on the Billboard Alternative Songs Chart. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, by the way, this, this music video, it's uh, famous for something. Do you guys know what it's famous for? I do not. Uh, it was the no. first music video ever on MTV's Total Request Live. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude. It wasn't like Waterfalls by TLC or some shit? <laughs> that was the second video. It was, came after Monster Magnet. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Uh, like, yeah, everybody's going to want to hear Monster Magnet. It's like, actually, Backstreet Boys, man. They want to hear some Backstreet Boys. You guys want to know how the song got written? How? Sure. So... Singer of the band Dave Weindorf uh, told Krang Magazine that he actually hurt his <laughs> knee. He like fucked his mm. knee up, and he he, he, he decided to spend his time off with the dominatrix in her apartment in New Orleans. <laughs> so, um, All right. likely story. Yeah, <laughs> was this in the House of the Rising Sun? Um, so he said that a record company uh, had forwarded him a press release from Europe, and in in it they had called him Space Lord, like in the in the press release. And she's I guess she sees it and she starts like laughing at him and says, Oh, you th- so you think you're the Space Lord? And he says he looks at her and says, You know what? The day when I can start walking again, I'm gonna walk out of here and I'm gonna write a fucking song called Space Lord. <laughs> and he writes the fucking song <laughs> called Space Lord. <laughs> it's almost as good as the sex and candy story. I smell sex and are you are you fucking making fun of me? No, it's just. I think that's, was. that's no, a real like, thing. Not you. I feel like the, you're making fun the of the person who came up with the story for like how Sex and Candy was written. Uh, he was he, he a girl walked in the way he was having sex and said it smells like sex and candy in here. Or somebody was fucking a clown. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a better story. <laughs> 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 smells like cotton candy and ass. So, Spank Dog, Space Lord, Monster Magnet. What uh, what made you pick this one? Again, that was one of those songs that, from that first note, 
it just it, it grabs you. It has that bluesy sound yeah. a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it just goes into that that rocking sound, and then it gets a little heavier as it goes on, and it just goes back and forth between the three genres of of music. It just I will say it just not again not not I don't listen to Monster Magnet, but this song is like a this is one of those songs that I will. It is a fun enough song for me, and it. I agree with you. That kind of bluesy feeling that it gets in it, it I don't know. It, it does kind of grab you. It is kind of a fun song to listen to. Yeah, so. usually when you hear hear something like that, you're like, okay, I'm in for a good one now. Yeah. And it was definitely a, a damn good song. And, I mean, I never really listened to a whole lot of other uh, Monster Magnet tunes, but that one definitely was the one that made its rotation in my playlist a lot. Well, it's a humdinger of a song, and I like it. <laughs> <You> third. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish off tonight with Kev's List. Um, this is a... I, I don't think there's anything shocking uh, about it, but um, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody was really ready for Kevin to, to release the noise, man. Actually, I was. Everything Kevin put on his list, I'm not... I'll, I'm to Kevin, I'll wait till we get to it. Only one song on right. your list kind of shocked me. Pro- I just don't know why it would. But the other three, I'm I'm not that shocked by. Uh, but I guess I just never really, I don't know, never thought of you as listening to this band. I, I guess that's it. But we're going to start with this one right here. Do you guys remember a couple weeks back we were talking about uh, bands that we didn't really appreciate when we were young, but the older we get, the more we start to respect them and appreciate them? Yeah. Rage Against the Machine definitely falls into that category for me. Mm-hmm. As I get older, yeah, I respect them. They've been them. on my radar. They've been on my radar for a long time. Well, I mean, I've always kind of known who they were, but like I've just grown to respect them more and more as I get older and older and see the world just getting as fucked up as it is. <laughs> Uh, this is Guerrilla Radio 1999, Rage Against the Machine, The Battle of Los Angeles. This is the album you'll want to check out if you want to hear it. Uh, it became the band's only Billboard Hot 100 song, charting at number 69. Uh, they won the Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance for this song. Um, yeah, this is a great fucking song. Do you want to... Um, oh, by the way, uh, Much Music uh, rated this... Um, as number 45 on their 50 most controversial videos for extreme amounts of profanity. <laughs> so uh, I, this is not the one that shocked me to be on your list, man. I'm, I appreciate that somebody put Rage on their list. Do you want to uh, talk about why you selected Rage Against the Machines, Gorilla Radio? Well, this one, I mean, this is one of those songs that really kind of gets you hyped up. And I, I don't know what it is. It's just like the sheer energy of rage i mean i think uh, uh one time i was driving with my nephews like way back in the 90 well in 99 and uh at a stoplight and i managed to just like yell you know, you know while driving just yell out my car and just start screaming the lyrics managed to scare some white people <laughs> uh, really really easily is this a true story not surprised yes it is because listen man i love you dearly you're not known for scaring white people (laughs) this isn't something i i usually you know uh, either write them as like um like 
I don't know. You have horses. You or have ridden like a white that. person before. Yeah. Um, and motorboated one. I, I motorboated. Yeah. Oh, a lesbian. A white lesbian. Yes, yeah. you did. A white lesbian. Yeah. Ooh, that should be the name of your band. White lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> that that is because you were neither awesome of those things, would, would, which would make it really ironic. <laughs> That would that would throw a lot of people off. It really would. <laughs> First off, that you started a band. Um, second, that you called it White Lesbian. Great Yo, song. Dude, did you get this new album from White Lesbian? That's <laughs> awesome. I can hear it now. Uh, it's it's a White Lesbian. It's a great song, though, man. It really yeah. is. Um, and like I said, I I want to give love for, that somebody thought to put Rage on the list tonight because they deserve a spot. This song is also not the song that I that I'm surprised is on your list. Uh, I will say, I wanted this song on my list, but you gave me your list, and I was like, I'm gonna let him keep it. I'm gonna let him keep it. I think it's one of those things that people don't realize that ACDC was still making shit all the way up into the 90s, man. And Yeah, I had to double check uh, to make sure this was uh, done in the 90s, and oh, that's it was. 1990. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that makes yeah. ACDC, yeah, it's Razor's Edge, which was 1990. They actually, they've been putting out music like all the way up into the mid to late 2000s. Uh, until like a couple, right? they had like, a, last year? Black Ice. <laughs> put out an album two, about two or three years it ago. It wasn't even, I think it was two, one, about a year and a half two years ago yeah you I, bought it I yeah it. And it's a damn good album um <laughs> the thing about acdc that what kevin said is i had to double check and actually i was gonna add a song this is so fucking funny <laughs> kevin had to double check I, we both thought thunderstruck was from the 80s mm-hmm. i did too yeah. it's not it's crazy i almost <laughs> added a, an acdc song then checked and realized oh shit it's from the fucking 70s and that's if you want blood the problem with acdc yep. is they're fucking timeless. Their yeah. music, it, it, they're like some songs you can go, well, that's obviously from the 70s. That's obviously from the 80s. You can't do that with ACDC. You yeah. just can't. They fit in every fucking era. It's amazing. And they're still they could great. They release a song tomorrow that sounds like a song they did back in the 70s. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, and release a song and in the 70s. And not in a bad way. Like, it's just like, that's just, yeah. that's just ACDC. They could release. They and, uh, and meanwhile, that, that, that's, that's how that's they roll. How they, that's kind of how that new Power Up album kind of sounds to me. It reminds me a lot of Back in Black. Which is... Yeah. I mean, it just... Which a, was their pivotal album. Here we go. Keep talking about albums that you could listen to from beginning to yeah. end. Back in Black is... Mm. And that's definitely... That is one of those that's on the list. You can And I have not, it on vinyl. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. I have two copies. Hey, one of them was actually still sealed. Hook a brother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's a great fucking album. You're not wrong. Um... Oddly enough, it probably, yes, my favorite uh, um, ACDC album, but I don't know, man. Who Made Who is... It's it's up there for me. It's fucking up there for me. I The unofficial soundtrack to um, uh, Maximum Overdrive, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the album's fucking great, man. It's so good. Who Made Who is a great song, too. Uh, yeah, so this is Thunderstruck ACDC, lead single from Razor's Edge, 1990. Peaked at number five on the... Uh, U.S. Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock cha- uh, tracks. The song has sold over a million digi- digital copies since it became av- available for digital download. So that's 
not counting all the shit it did on vinyl and CD and <laughs> cassette or any of that shit. The Guardian ranked the song number eight on the list of the 40 greatest ACDC songs, and the British rock magazine Kerrang! once again ranked the song number six on its list of the 20 greatest ACDC songs. So there you go. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's this, it's this next song, Kev. I don't know why it surprises me that it's on your list, but I just, I guess I just never. Did it make you feel sad? <laughs> oh, am I no. Right one? No. Okay. It didn't make me sad. Never mind. It actually made me happy. All right. It's much like a song, oh, okay. much like a song Matt put on his list. This really took me back to high school. Oh. I die. Yeah, I don't know. Say it right. Try I, it again. Hetfield. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't. Yeah. I can't do Hetfield, man. I can't yeah. Do it. <laughs> Wait. Okay, we'll just go zombie again. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the main reason it shocked me that you listened to him is because when you sent me the name, you said "Enter the Sandman." So that was the first reason why. I was <laughs> This is Inner Sandman by Metallica uh, is the opening track and lead single from, again, the Black Album, their self-titled album released in 1991. The music was written by Kirk Hammett, James Hetfield, and Lars Ulrich. Uh, Vocalist and rhythm guitar Hetfield wrote the lyrics. It reached number 16 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and achieved platinum certification for more than one million copies shipped in the United States, spurring sales of over 30 million copies uh, for Metallica and propelling Metallica to worldwide popularity. Uh, It evolved from a guitar riff that Hammett wrote after being inspired by Soundgarden's 1989 album Louder Than Love. The single was released on July 29, 1991, two weeks before the release of Metallica. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 200 and the United States and nine other countries and sold over 22 million copies worldwide, allowing Inner Sandman to become, as Chris True describes it, one of the most recognizable songs of all time in rock. The single peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and number five on the UK singles chart. Rolling Stone magazine listed it as 408th on their 500 greatest songs of all time, and VH1 placed it number 22 on their list of 40 greatest metal songs of all time, 18th in their list of the 100 greatest songs of the 90s, and 88th in their 2003 list of the 100 greatest songs from the past 25 years. Blender Magazine included the song in their Greatest Songs Ever series. I just wanted to say all that to let everybody know, if you did not know, if you are not from that era, you need to understand the massive hit that this album was. I know we went off on a whole tangent about it earlier and just like the whole sellout culture thing or whatever. This fucking album, man, and this fucking song alone 
it was everywhere in like 91 and 92. Every, everybody owned this fucking album. I don't care who you were. You, the metalheads owned it. The preppies owned it. The fucking alternative guys owned it. The skaters owned Everybody had this album. So, good choice. So, I, I shouldn't have been shocked that you yeah. listened to Do you are, Were you a Metallica fan? Not really. It's just, I mean, anytime this song came on, it's just like, man, kind of bumped my head a little bit. Like, coming into this episode, I didn't you know, realize just how much metal music I actually knew sure. before. But, yeah, it's well, kind of surprising. That's what we talked about at the beginning. Like, it, we use the term metal, and there's so many, I mean, it, it's such There's a so many wide, yeah. yeah, and that's what's kind of cool about the list tonight. We're going to end on, on on a song that really again shows the the diversity of the songs on the list, and you saw where each person went, and that was one of the things that was really cool. We all we all had some similarities, but definite some differences in in the stuff that we picked. I mean, so, and we're going to round it out with no. This is the song that makes everybody sad, but we all fucking love it even though it scares the shit out of us at the same time. Yeah, this is Sober by Tool, 1993. Uh, it was released as the first single from their debut studio album, uh, Undertow. Tool guitarist Adam Jones has stated in an interview that the song is about a friend of the band whose artistic expression only comes out when he is under the influence. A lot of people give him shit for that, Jones explains. If you become addicted... And a junkie, well, that's your fault. Uh, this is a great fucking song, though, with a creepy-ass fucking video. Oh, um, God, that video's yeah. creepy. <laughs> to the yeah. but, but compelling. Sausage puppet. But compelling at the same time. Like, you want to turn away, but you also want to keep watching it. It's yeah. like a train wreck. You can't look away. Yeah. You can't. I, I remember I, the first time I heard this song was seeing, watching the video. And uh, it creeped me the fuck out, but I instantly fell in love with this song at the same time. So, Kev, tell us a little bit about why you chose Sober by Tool. I, I don't know. I think it was like the video that really got me hooked onto this song. I, I don't know. It's cre- the video is creepy as hell. I mean, it is nightmare fuel, but it just kind of fits somehow. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And when, you, when he tells the story about talking about his friend who's an artist that is only inspired while under the influence and then you watch the video it all clicks like you see mm-hmm. it that's what the video is absolutely what this video is about but you don't know that at a time it's kind of weird we will totally do an episode about like like fucked up creepy ass videos <laughs> that messed with us <laughs> and, and this one yeah, would be up there oh god that's yeah, a me good too. episode yeah. me too bjork yeah, might be on there for me too Thriller would be a good one. Yeah. Thriller done fucked up my childhood. <laughs> uh, great song. Did at the same time. Great. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Well, all of these did. Yeah. You know the yeah. same. Same with this song. It fucked up my childhood, but at the same time, you know, I love the song. I love. Uh, I don't know. Have Have you guys noticed that a lot of these songs that we're talking about are like 
the first song we heard from that band. Yeah. Yeah. It's just mm. like, oh my God, now this is this is like what I have to listen to all the time now. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. fair. That's a, that's a really I, like, good... I, I specifically remember the first time I ever heard Tool. Like, one of my cousins on my dad's side, actually my stepmom's side, um, played it for me while I was over at his house one time, and I was just like, who is this band? And he's just like, oh, dude, look at the cover, man. And it was the one where the dude's, like, bent over blowing himself. Yeah. Um, and he's like, dude, check this out. Like, what... What what are what is going on with this band? This, these guys are crazy. And I was like, yeah. Um, what? Wh- why do you own this? Because at the time I was listening to DC Talk and <laughs> Audio Adrenaline, and just like, oh, what? What is this? It's a weird moment. But uh, yeah, <laughs> then I started listening to Tool. And, yeah. We had another weird. They were moment. they were one of the few bands Brought that you could you by surprisingly wear their T shirt, even though it had like a wrench in the shape of a dick on the back of the That's, shirt. It, that it did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You could wear that in high school. That's what you call a little one of them uh, double uh, double entendres. It's not a penis. Why you see a penis? No one else <laughs> I does. See a just, wrench. That's just they're what called, you want to see. They're called tool. Yeah, you're the perv. They're yeah, called tool, and it's a wrench. Why don't you stop acting that way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, great, great choice. Great, great choices all around. I mean, yeah. as far as our first metal episode, I think we kind of. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say we knocked it out I, of the park, guys. Yeah, I do got. Do uh, do you? Yeah. It wasn't me who yes, stroked Yes, it was me that time. Yeah. It wasn't me. Damn. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Shaka. Fantastic. We do this every time. We got to get Shaggy on. Shaka. Shaka. You can't <laughs> listen. You can't bring up Shaggy to me and Matt. We do this every fucking time. Every time, even if we're talking about Scooby Doo, I would love to get Shaggy on. <laughs> yeah, see if Zorns. I can get uh, look him up. See on cameo. Why? Why is Shaggy not doing a song called Zoinks? I mean, he's missing an opportunity here. We Shaggy's do, on cameo. We do have maybe. Some, the currently Hanna. unavailable. We do have um, uh, we do have two listener submissions from our Facebook page. Uh, Stewie D had to get a fucking Motley Crue song in here with Hooligans Holiday. Of course we'll give, he did. Yeah, fine, whatever. Well, that uh, was his second choice. And he then was we also the had we also had he was way off on but, the yeah. date of his first choice. Yes. Um, hey, Spanky. Uh, ICP's on cameo. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't run Flavor Flav. Of course, ICP's on Cameo. Currently unavailable. Also from our fan page, we were, uh, 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 I think it was Metal Mikey said Walk by Pantera. So was also on our, which uh, he's about to be a daddy. So congratulations, Metal Mikey. It's fucking me up that you're about to be a dad, but it's also kind of awesome. I'm pretty excited. Is is this baby number one or two? Yeah, no, this was first. Little girl. They're having a little girl. The cats don't count. The cats don't count, yeah. They're having a little girl. Uh, there were some honorable mentions, so we're gonna we're gonna bring those up. Um, we had uh, "Bring the Noise" by Anthrax. That was a pretty good, pretty 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 good one. We had uh, Ram, Ramstein's out uh, Ramstein's Outlast, and then one that uh, totally totally could have made my list uh, in a second, and that is Ministries. Jesus <laughs> built my hot rod. It's a love affair, mainly Jesus and my car, which was also. 
on that X game album. <laughs> yes, it like, is. <laughs> so just uh, utter I did, nonsense. I, I had a couple too. on yeah. mine. I had uh, one that I had on the list, but took off uh, Pantera Cemetery Gates and Ooh, Body one Count. Of the best guitar solos. Killer. Really? Oh, yes. Speaking of Ice T. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been well, a cool choice to do so. on a metal album, actually. That might have been kind of yeah. cool to leave that on. Cop but, killer, better you than me. Yeah, that would have been kind of yeah. we're kind of hip. So. Yeah, that, that, uh, that they that also cover Ace of Spades too. Ace of Spades. Yeah, heard that? You check it out. Ace of Spades. That's yeah, on. he also they did a cover of uh, of the song "Hey Joe" by Jimi Hendrix. Hey Joe. That's interesting. It yeah, was I think on the he album, was a roadie uh, was for Jimi Hendrix. It was the Hendrix what? tribute album, Stone Free. Who was? Mm. Wait, who did this? Are you talking Lemmy uh, or are you talking Ice-T? Yeah, Lemmy. Oh, okay. Oh, I was talking Ice-T did a cover of Ace of Spades. Body Body Count did a cover of Ace of Spades. Oh. We went down a weird, like, yeah, Ice-T yeah. to Lemmy, Motorhead, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix rabbit hole. It, went a little, it was a little confusing. <laughs> it's but all, they're, connected, they're all connected, man. Though. You're not wrong. It's all connected, man. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah I just to buy the music, man. This was a this was a good one, man, because I think everybody was pretty inspired when we when we started talking about it. Um, Matt was a little like, uh, if I recall, like when I said he was like, man, I don't know, I have to think about it, and then he he's like, then he couldn't stop. It took the longest amount of time, <laughs> but then you couldn't stop. <laughs> and like is, I said, I could have yeah. easily put a whole lot more on this list. I mean, I could have just done. Oh, a this list is definitely of, part one. Of, yeah. Pantera, Slipknot, and yeah, and um, uh, Sepultura by themselves. Shit, we each could have done a top five Pantera songs. Just uh, Pantera easily. alone. I might have. I yeah. mean, I probably could have, but it would have been you know the five most it obvious. And it yeah. been, <laughs> a lot of hey, well, spanky a lot of back doubles to, on that. Yeah, Spanky back to Slipknot. You want to know how I first heard of Slipknot? How I was in high school, walking from class to class. And our local rock station had one of their remote vans outside handing out free CDs. And they literally handed me a free copy of Slipknot's self-titled album. You- and they were like, we don't really think this band's really going to go anywhere. So, you know, and it was like all the songs that they were kind of rejecting. You live in a different world than we live in, man. That would have never yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, I literally just like yeah. handing out CDs. That would have never happened I'm in our actually schools. about to get my, my hands on one of their promo copies of their first album yeah, that, that was that, not I think I might still have sale. It. Yeah, mine has the the barcode punched out. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a copy of one of the promo cassettes where they played at um at Osfest? Uh, Villa Rosa up in Columbus oh. back in the 90s. I think it was their first show that they were Jeez. playing. I'm just saying no no van would have shown up handing out music at my school. We we also had a van yeah, that would have uh, been straight promoting surge. They had like they had a trash can full of surge when That's it came crazy. out. They were handing it out. You live in a different classes. you live in a different world, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally different. I think world we were a we test market in. for it. <laughs> you probably like literally were. people were just going up filling up their backpacks full of cans of surge. And just so you know, that's how fucking zombie movies start. I'm just telling you. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely that. <laughs> they, they, and if I mean, not, we're gonna surge up the trash can for a reason because it was garbage. If not, yeah. we're gonna, however, we're gonna however, that. I'll give you. Hey, Jay, we'll do a second recipe on the website. How about this? Surge floats, surge, Ugh. vanilla ice cream, and a Mentos in the bottom of it. This. No, thank you. That is something we used to drink in high school all the time. Isn't 
Isn't Surge the name of one of the guys? The singer in, from System of a Down? Yeah. Yeah, Surge Tanky. Surge Tanky. Now you make it sound like he died by Pennywise. Surge floats. Just saying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm leaving it. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, guys, write us. Let us know what metal songs you would. I know that you guys have some strong opinions out, out there uh, on this topic, yeah. so we want to hear them. Uh, if you give them to us, we will add them to the playlist from listener feedback because right now we don't have a ton. Uh, but each time you give us one, we will add it to that list. So we want to hear from you guys. You can do that through all of our social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter, email, all of that. And the best place to find it is obviously just by going to uh, com, which you should be doing anyway. So go over there, check all that out. We say it every show, but we do a lot of hints and sneak peeks of things coming down the line. And uh, let's just say we have a very special guest coming very soon, and they might have been involved with this episode a little bit. Yeah. You might have heard their music at you, one point. Uh, hint, hint, you did tonight. Yeah, you 100% heard the, did. Yeah, you you did. heard their music tonight. Uh, <laughs> so if that doesn't make you go to the website, I don't know what do- will, but it's over there. We will also release it on our social media as we get a little bit closer to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm trying not to say anything, but <laughs> every time you bring yeah. that up inside, I'm just like <laughs> yeah. totally getting out over here. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited about there, it. You know, we've had some great... There could have just been some auditory hints throughout this, by the way. We've had some great people on the show, and we, we've been really honored, actually, with everybody we've had the chance to speak to, and it just goes to show you that, um, you know, we, we're, we're starting to live a, a charmed kind of life with some of the people we get to talk to, and this one's pretty exciting. So, actually, we got a couple Not of Not really, a semi-charmed kind of life. An actual charmed kind of life, yeah. Yeah, we're we've got some great people coming up. This isn't uh, they are not the only one <laughs> there. I almost let a little more slip. Uh, we got some more cool people coming up on the show. So look forward to that stuff and uh, pay attention to the website and the social media and you might uh, glom on to who it is. Hey, we've yeah. we, we didn't you know, we've got a lot of friends of the show. We like to give them shout outs mo- mostly because they're friends of the show and we want you to, to show them a little love as well. Patrick over at Scream Queens, um, obviously, he's been on the show. We'll have him on the show again sometime in the future. Uh, go over and check out Scream Queens with a Z if, uh, if you haven't checked that one out. Uh, obviously, Not a Bomb. We always talk about Not a Bomb. We talk about Hey You Guys. We talk about 80s and 90s Now. Um, Behind the Funny. These are all shows that we listen to. You guys should go check out and show them a little love and a little support. Um, because, you know, we appreciate them and hopefully, you know, you guys appreciate them too. Uh, what else guys? What am I forgetting? Cause I'm always forgetting something. I, f- I feel like every week, uh, I brought it up on the last show and I'll bring it up again. Uh, pro wrestling professional wrestling merchandise. And, uh, there is local merchandise on there for the local wrestling promotions so, and the fans out there as well. That is really so cool. Um, is it when you say local? Is it local to, to multiple areas? Yeah, or, uh, a lot of like the a lot of the independent stars they'll go they'll they get to sell their stuff on there. They'll sell it. That's on, really cool, guys. I thank you for bringing your list tonight, man. It was a lot of fun. I I was jamming over here. I was really enjoying myself listening to all of it. Uh, had a good time. Uh, and we definitely need to do a part two for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin. Because. Uh, yep. Love you, man. Some honorable mention stuff right there. You're all right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. You're the best. 
You're the best, favorite, Kevin. You're my favorite Coleman. Uh, Kevin, right? You're my dog. I think that's it. Uh, Spanky, we're glad. Shirts. We're glad that the the plague has left your face. Um, yes, yeah. congratulations. I am glad and your too. lungs as well. Glad <laughs> Mainly I'm still dealing with the sinuses. Oh, that's, that's, that's what I ran always through happens, that the last man. time yeah. around, and that just yeah. that that goes with the territory. That's, I'm that used is. to that. Yeah, we're just sniffles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happens. Could, could you taste shit? Yeah, my taste was fine. Yeah, that's it good. Just my my oh, smell was shit. gone, and oh, I was yeah. gonna say. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't lose my sense of taste. Dude, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Well, guys, we appreciate everybody coming and listening. If you get the opportunity, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Be paying attention because Matt said it earlier, but we are working on a YouTube channel. Uh, there's going to be some supplemental stuff, uh, just some some fun stuff we plan on uh, releasing over there. But the podcast will always stay here the way it is now uh, without our faces. Uh, that's so if you just don't want to ever see us, which I wouldn't blame you, you can just keep listening. And we want you to keep listening because unlike Kevin, who can't say it, we love you, the listeners. I bet Kevin can say that, though. Yeah, all right. Oh, well, we do love you, the <laughs> listeners. We, not Kevin. Not Kevin. All of us. All of us as a collective. <laughs> Kevin individually. Yeah. The royal we. He thinks you're all right. <laughs> We think you're yeah, great. Okay. Kevin, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all do. Kevin number two. Y'all do. Like Y'all do. Y'all do. <laughs> Kevin don't give a shit about us anymore. <sighs> Guys, I think we should wrap this one up. Put another one in the books. Come back here in a couple of weeks. We'll have I believe the next episode we have going out will be an interview. Uh pretty good one. Hmm. Uh, Who could it be? Ramping up to a couple more interviews, some good ones. Um, Who could they be? Hmm. Who could Stay it, tuned to find out. Who could it be now? That wasn't a hint. It's not that guy. I, I wish. <laughs> I've tried. I'm not that guy. That's that's uh, that's been at work. It's Colin. Hey, I've tried. Tried. I'd Who can it to. be knocking on my door? Uh, so that's it, guys. Uh, appreciate everybody. Please come back next time. Please share with your friends. Please share with your enemies. Tell everybody about us. And until next time, we get to speak to you here on the Mixtape Podcast. Remember to always. Stay, Stay awesome. 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 I, that was way off and I liked it.